So now let's let's take a minute to, to dig into a common question that I get or requested clarification for is, is what's known as the four C's or in some cases the five C's of credit, right? In terms of qualifying a borrower for a loan, what do we need to do to, to, to make sure that this loan is eligible or saleable to a secondary market investor, right? So, you know, in my experience in the business, it's always been four. It's been described to me coming up in the business as the, as the four legs of the table for credit. In other words, in, in, in theory, the ideal situation is that all four legs of the table are as sturdy as the others, right? In other words, the, the, the table sits still. It sits level. And no matter whether you lean on it, whether you put something on one side or the other, the table doesn't wobble like you you, you might see in a lot of of uh, you know restaurant tables where they've got a little uh, a coaster sitting under one of the legs. Right? If it's a little wobbly, the table isn't as sturdy. In a in a mortgage scenario, again, like I said, ideally you want all legs of the table to be equally strong, right? So this is why I say the four C's of credit. I'll give you the fifth as we run through this. But in terms of qualifying for a mortgage loan, the four most common legs or C's of credit begin with character. Credit character really refers to the borrower's credit history, the borrower's credit score, the borrower's credit history overall. In other words, how likely is it that they'll pay this loan? Well, one of the easiest ways to determine that is to look as look in the past as to how well they've paid their previous debts or how poorly, right? It's a pretty decent indicator, your past credit history, as to how you'll handle credit going down the road, right? So one of the big areas of mortgage approval is your credit score, your credit history as a whole, right? And, and most of the major programs, the majority of their automated approval automated approval systems is through credit score, right? That's the first consideration. If you're not at the minimum level of credit, oftentimes you have to have manual underwriting done even to have a chance of being approved. So when we talk about credit character, we're speaking of someone's credit score or their credit history. The, the, the second of the four C's of credit is what's known as capacity, and capacity means this, do you have the capacity to repay the loan? Are you able to afford your new mortgage? And this in mortgage parlance is the DTI, the debt to income ratio, right? As compared to your monthly income, what are your monthly debt payments? And you know, I'm careful to say monthly debt payments because it's not really about what are your debt balances, what's your credit card balance, what's your car loan balance. What we're looking to see here, what we're trying to compare is how much money are you required to pay for your current monthly de monthly debts as compared to your monthly income, right? Each of the major qualifying programs utilize a guideline for debt to income ratio. For example, the QM guidelines that, you know, the minimum standards say you shouldn't have a debt to income ratio of greater than 
Fannie and Freddie say, really, you shouldn't have a debt-to-income ratio greater than 36%, which has always been the traditional back-end ratio. But depending on exactly how you're being qualified, if you're using an automated underwriting system, you could, in fact, be approved at as high as a 50% debt-to-income ratio in some cases, assuming all other areas of your application meet the grade. For manual underwriting, if this is a loan that cannot be approved eligible through the automated system, you may see debt-to-income ratios as high as 45%. Again, assuming that there are other compensating factors in the credit application. And what does compensating factor mean? It means how strong are the other legs of the table, right? If the DTI is a little bit high, that leg's a little wobbly. So we're really dependent on the other three legs to be more sturdy to make the table safe to put things on, right? So in terms of capacity, what we're looking to measure is, are you able, considering your current debt load, your monthly obligations, are you able to take on and afford a new monthly mortgage payment? That's DTI. The third of the four C's of credit is capital. Right? How much money are you bringing into the deal? Really, this is about your down payment. Right? How much skin will you have in the game? This is a part of the risk to the lender, right? If you're making a 10%, a 20%, a 30% down payment, the risk to the lender is lessened. Because if you were to default on that loan, particularly early in the stages of the loan, they have some equity that if they were to foreclose, they could sell the loan and, or sell the home rather, sell the property and make back their investment because of the equity in that property already because of your down payment and its, and its size. Capital can also refer to the reserves that you've got set aside with regard to qualifying. Also, the money that you have set aside to pay your closing costs. A lot of people look at capital in a number of different ways. The bottom line is if you're a lender, and you're considering making, let's say, a $200,000 loan, and the borrower's application you're reviewing also has an account at your bank with a million dollars sitting in it, right? The, the, the risk of that borrower is far less if they've got sizable amounts of capital otherwise. And if we look at it specifically to the mortgage transaction it's if they're making a sizable down payment right the lower the ltv the lower the ltv the loan to value the lesser the risk for that lender and that loan the fourth of the four c's is collateral and, and, and collateral really speaks to the security for the loan right what's the value of the property what's the condition of the property. The lender's making a loan against a property that, uh, again, if, if the borrower can't make the payments, if the borrower defaults on the loan, the lender's got to sell that property in order to recoup their money, in, in order to recoup their investment. So collateral is something that's critically important in the sense that, you know, a lender's not going to make a 30-year loan on a home that appears as though it will fall down in five, in 10. It's not a very smart investment for them. 
Additionally, the lender's not going to make a loan for $200,000 against a home that's worth $150,000. So collateral, of course, is a very important consideration in making the loan because it is what securitizes the money the lender's going to lend. So that's what I would consider the four C's of credit to be. And I say four because, you know, it was taught to me in the business as the four legs of the table and the strength or the sturdiness of the table is what helps to determine the approval of the loan. But you often hear a fifth C of credit. They call this conditions. All right. The fifth C of credit is conditions. And, and, and really, conditions speak to a lot of times things outside of the loan. Maybe the borrower's intentions as to what they'll use the money for, the specific purpose of the loan overall. In some cases, things the borrower can't even control, like the state of the economy. Right. In many cases, you see borrowers that have home equity lines of credit that that you, you know they're a little more fluid through downturns of the economy. In other words, you might see a line of credit that has a thirty thousand dollar limit at one point. Uh, taken down to a fifteen or a ten thousand dollar limit if the risk appears to be greater to the lender if they allow that line to stay open right so when we talk about conditions in many cases these are things outside of the borrower's control but certainly things that the the creditor would consider may affect the security of the money or the loan that they're making Okay, and that's 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 the fifth C, that's conditions. And again, for me, when I look at a mortgage transaction and qualification, the first four C's are the ones that are particularly important. All right, again, once more, the four C's of credit. First and foremost, you see character. Credit character is the credit score. What's the borrower's credit history? This determines how likely will they be to pay this future loan based on how they've handled past credit. Number two, again, is capacity. How capable are you or is the borrower of paying the loan? Can they afford it? That's DTI. Number three is capital. Capital is really about the down payment, the investment the borrower's making into that deal. And I said this before, how much skin do they have in the game, right? What's at risk to them? The more they have at risk in terms of their partnership with the lender, because that's really what it is, right? The amount of money you've got to borrow on that property is in direct relation with the amount of money you've put down. The more money you put down, the lesser the risk for the lender. So the capital aspect here is really about loan to value. When we talk about qualifying ratios, LTV. Right? How much are you borrowing against the value of that property? And that property, speaking of, is the fourth of the four major C's. That's collateral, right? What's the condition? What's the value of that property that the lender's making the investment in? Right? If you found that helpful and you're looking to beat the NMLS exam, go to beatthenmlsexam.com for other tools and tips that can help you in your preparation for the test. Thanks, we'll see you soon.